0: There it is. That is how the season ends for the 2018-2019 Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome into the Chiefs Podcast, everyone. My name is Farzeem Vasugian. It's over. Oh, man. Oh, that sucks. But hell of a season. Uh, if you told me the Chiefs would have been in overtime in the AFC Championship game before the season, I said you are out of your mind. I would have said that. But that's exactly what happened. Uh, the Chiefs forced overtime against the Patriots, and they fell short in this football game. A lot to get into here on this episode. Uh, we'll cover more as the week goes on. We've already got a discussion going about it on Facebook and Twitter. You guys can email me as well, facebook.com slash FarzzyVesugian, twitter.com slash 21 That's my Facebook and my Twitter and my email, farzine at farzinevusugian.com. Plus, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. Let me just uh, first off say, uh, this year has been awesome. It, It really has been. Obviously, the great play on the field helps, but you guys have been absolutely awesome. Uh, In fact, in the last month, our Facebook page has seen 1,000 new likes and more than 1 million reaches in the past 30 days. And that is because of you guys. This is not doable without you guys. I mean, this can't happen without you guys. So I appreciate all of you guys who have been awesome and you guys have killed it on, on Facebook. Uh, as well as Twitter, and with the downloads, the the, the downloads went up a lot as the season went along. And again, great uh, gameplay from the Chiefs. That definitely helps. And this was by far the most fun I've had. uh, I've enjoyed doing the podcast, interacting with fans. Uh, Look, I know there are always some snarky trolls who say stupid things and makes me scratch my head. But even then, uh, seeing all that makes it worth, doing all this. It really is. I mean, you get a laughter out of some of those comments. You really do. So uh, before I continue, I just want to thank all of you guys because this has been by far the best season. In fact, the numbers have just gone up every year. Uh, I did bring the podcast back a few years ago in 2015, I want to say, is when I brought the podcast back. And when I brought it back, uh, the numbers weren't there. Uh, it was on a brand new feed. So anyone who subscribed to the previous feed, which is still out there on iTunes, uh, you had to resubscribe. So it took a while for the word to get out to inform everyone, hey, the podcast is back. Uh, but eventually we were able to make that happen. a lot of a lot of you at one point I, I thought about stopping it and uh, the numbers kept going up and people from all over the the country all over the world, in fact, Listen to the podcast. Uh, it's funny, Podbean has some crazy statistics they show about where, uh, the, the demographics and all. They also recently brought out a new statistic as to when people download the podcast. I don't know why, and I guess it's because we do a lot of Sunday episodes, but people lo- people love downloading the podcast on a Monday at 2 a.m. Not quite sure what's going on. I mean, people are at Taco Bell, I guess, waiting for the podcast to come out overnight, but uh, seriously though, I appreciate all of you guys who've done that. Uh, Please, please, please keep tuning in. Keep the discussions going on Facebook. I know generally this time of year, it's happened the past couple of years, we've a little bit of a dip in the downloads as well as the interaction. I hope to prevent that. I know generally that's going to be the case for all of uh, the media outlets, and that's just how it works. But we're going to continue the, the discussion. I hope you guys tune in for that because we're going to be doing a lot of interaction with you guys. As the season goes on, anytime I put out a post asking for your guys' thoughts, and I promise to read some of the comments, a lot of you guys showed up for those uh, posts, and you guys had something to say. So we're going to do more of that, Uh, and there are going to be some changes coming uh, for the podcast as well. I know we've made a strong effort lately to bring in a lot of guests, something we were able to do lately, and we're going to continue to do that as well. Uh, But man, I will say I do need a bit of a break from this. Uh, Not right now. But uh, in the coming weeks after the Super Bowl, I'll, I'll take a, I'll probably take a, a week off from the podcast. Definitely do need that. But uh, this has been a lot of fun. So I appreciate all of you guys who have made this fun. Again, we're going to do... We have this podcast, of course. And then we're going to do another podcast later in the week. That podcast will be out on Friday. So uh, basically going to be a season recap and any news that comes along during the week. Any breaking news, notable news... We will do that right away, but uh, we will do our um, season recap on Friday, so that is what is coming up for the podcast, and then we'll do two episodes uh, the week leading up to the Super Bowl, and then two more after the Super Bowl, and then from that point forward, we are going to go back to uh, having a podcast once a week. We're going to take a break somewhere around there, uh, near the um, middle or end of February, so that is what you'll have to look forward to with the Chiefs on podcast. All right, I don't want to do it, but in the spirit of this podcast, whether we win or lose, we always do this, recapping the game. Let me just say this. A lot of Chiefs fans are getting on D Ford for this. A lot of Chiefs fans are being critical of D Ford because he was offside on the interception. I believe it was Charverius Ward. I don't know who it was. I mean, it was in the heat of the moment. Everyone was losing their minds because they thought the game was over. And I remember Tony Romo thought that the flag was going to be on the Patriots, and I was already celebrating at that moment. And of course, it wasn't on the Patriots. It was on the Chiefs. Let me say this. D. Ford did play a big hand in the Chiefs' loss, but he's not the only reason why. I'm going to give you plenty of reasons right now why the Chiefs lost. The inconsistency from the offense absolutely shut down in the first half. 32 yards, no points. And by the way, Sammy Watkins on that 54-yard catch he had on the opening drive of the second half, that was already more than the entire first half the Chiefs had. So you had that as one reason why the Chiefs lost. A no-show in the first half. Another reason why the Chiefs lost? They never got to Brady once in this football game. Jersey was kept clean, no blitz. Nothing to challenge Tom Brady in the pocket. And he had a great day. He had all the time in the world. Another reason why the Chiefs lost this football game. Couple of key drops from Travis Kelsey. Another reason why the Chiefs lost. 13 of 19 conversions allowed on third down. That includes 3 of 3 in overtime. And by the way, all 3 of those... Third down conversions in overtime, we're on third and 10 plays. So I don't know what it is with this Chiefs defense when they're able to make some big stops on first and second downs and force a third and long, and for whatever reason this defense collapses, Julian Edelman is wide open, Rob Gronkowski is wide open, Brady's able to connect with anyone he wants to, and this Chiefs team cannot allow that. That's a big reason why... They're not going to the Super Bowl right now. Another reason why this football team lost, I think on offense, I know Tyree Hill got shut down, but I also feel like the Chiefs had a hand in shutting down Tyree Kill. Tyreek Hill had only one catch in this game, and that was for 42 yards. Oh, by the way, that put the Chiefs, what? I think inside the red zone, and they didn't get anything out of that. Out of that drive. But by the way, speaking of Tyree Hill. He had a punt return in which he was a lost cause, essentially, at that point. Then he tries to do something out of nothing, and he ends up trying too hard, too much, too hard. And the play went backwards. I think it was a loss of 13? I don't, I don't have it in front of me. But it was a loss for double digits on a punt return. He did this in the Rams game, too, on Monday Night Football, where he forced himself to field the punt, and because he could not stop his momentum, his speed... And we all know Tyreek Kill has great speed, but sometimes if you, if you don't use it correctly, it can work to your disadvantage. And Tyreek Hill fielded the punt, I think, what, inside the 5, 6, 7, somewhere around there. But because of his speed and momentum, he actually ended up running into his own end zone and had to run back. And you could hear the roar from the Rams crowd in that game. And we talked about that moment recently. Tyreek Hill did something similar in this game where he tried to evade, he was cornered near the sideline, tried to run backwards to get around and ended up losing double-digit yardage. Plus the penalty, illegal block in the back, and the Chiefs, they went three and out, punted the football. The Patriots, on the following drive, get a field goal from that. If Tyreek Hill doesn't do that, maybe the offense can be a little bit more relaxed and you don't put yourselves in that position. And the Patriots probably don't even get three points from that. There are many reasons why this football team lost to the Patriots. It wasn't just D-Ford's blunder, it was a crucial one. I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't the case. It was a crucial one, but certainly not the scapegoat that people just want from that moment right now. I'm not going to go there with D-Ford. He deserves the criticism, don't get me wrong, but I'm not blaming the solely on him. I'm just not You had two interceptions on Tom Brady. And no, maybe his his jersey was kept clean. But this football team, this Chiefs football team, took care of the football. No turnovers in this football game. And turnovers generally do decide the outcome of a game. And if the Chiefs were consistent for four quarters, maybe then you're able to prevent overtime. And by the way, the Chiefs, looking at the box score, 24 points in the fourth quarter. 24. But unable to come away with a win, man. Unable to do so. And it hurts. It absolutely does. 32 yards of total offense of the first half. You finish with 290. The Patriots had 246. And they had ended up with... 246 in the first half, they finished with 524 yards. When you have that big of a difference in those numbers, it's going to be hard to come away with a win. Yet the Chiefs nearly pulled it off. With 39 seconds left, I, I wrote the Chiefs off. I did not think they were going to come away with any anything right there in the end. But they managed to get deep into Patriots territory and they got a field goal out of that. And by the way, a lot of I, I got a couple of questions during our Facebook Live video. Why did the Chiefs kick a field goal with 11 seconds left? Folks, Bill Belichick's no dummy. No NFL coach is, but Bill Belichick's just smarter than everyone else. His defense is going to guard the lines the sidelines, and they're also going to defend the end zone. And at that point, when the Chiefs don't have a timeout with 11 seconds left, you snap the football, you make your read, you look around, that's going to take two to three seconds. You throw the pass, that's going to take a second. You complete it, you try to run out of bounds, that's going to take another two seconds. Okay, you're seven seconds in, and if you get tackled in bounds, it's going to take, you have what at that point? One, two, three, four seconds left. It's going to take the referees more than four seconds to set up the football. It's just, go, that's just the case. And it's not because the referees are on the side of the Patriots. No, it's because you cannot set up a, a, a snap with four seconds. You just can't. So I'm completely okay with the Chiefs throwing going for the, the field goal with 11 seconds left. I, I was actually for that at that point. I'm always for touchdowns over field goals, but at that point, when you can force overtime, you go for it. Go for the field goal, that is. Look, the Chiefs did some great things in this football game, but they didn't do it on a consistent basis. That's another reason why this Chiefs football team lost. You were only dominant in the second half. And if you look at the second half, the Chiefs outscored the Patriots 31-17. to If you told me the Chiefs would outscore their opponents 31-17 to in one of the halves, I'd say, man, uh, especially in the second half, I-, I think the Chiefs are cruising to a win. But no, it's because of the fact they were shut out in the first half, which, by the way, I believe it was 53 or 54 games, First time ever under Andy Reid, including playoff games, where they were shut out in the first half. Never happened under Andy Reid until Sunday night. And again, I think the Chiefs, they turned into a one-dimensional football team, and it's because they were trailing 14-0 at halftime. And I said this uh, in the uh, late in the first half, and I said this during the uh, Facebook Live video at halftime, We've seen a couple of games this year where Patrick Mahomes gets off to a really terrible start and doesn't do well in the first half. This was the worst he had played. And what did I say? I said, Andy Reid will make halftime adjustments and Patrick Mahomes will come out far better in the second half. That's exactly what you saw in this football game. 31 points. That's no accident. Those halftime adjustments were made, but imagine what that 31 could have turned into if the Chiefs Were consistent for four quarters. You look at the running game. Again, as I mentioned, one-dimensional. Because they had to abandon the running game. Damian Williams had just 10 carries for 30 yards. Not very good at all in this game. Sammy Watkins through the air. Hell of a night for him. Four catches, 114 yards. Damian Williams... Had five grabs for 66 yards, two touchdowns through the air, plus a touchdown on the ground. Three touchdowns total for Damian Williams. And I'm starting to wonder if this is a guy that you maybe try to work with in 2019. You have him as your featured running back, replacing Kareem Hunt. I think what you would have wanted from Kareem Hunt in this football game, Damian Williams was able to do. Now, is Damian Williams going to be able to provide... Kareem Hunt type of games week in and week out? That remains to be a question. Kareem Hunt got off to a very slow start this year. Then eventually he picked things up, and we all know, unfortunately, what led to his release, the video that uh, surfaced from TMZ. But at the end of the day, I think Damian Williams, I, I, I don't think he would have done anything... Different from uh, what Kareem Hunt would have done. Maybe a little bit better on the ground, but the offensive line wasn't doing the the, the rushing game any favors. I was surprised we didn't see much of Charkandrick West nor Spencer Ware in this game. Uh, We didn't see Chris Conley make a catch. He was targeted. Demarcus Robinson did have one grab. But we did not see this Chiefs offense utilize the offense the way they did. By the way, I apologize. Spencer Ware did have one catch for 21 yards, but Travis Kelsey had three grabs. Watkins had four Damian Williams had five. The rest of the players, Tyree Kill, Demarcus Robinson, Spencer Ware, Demetrius Harris, all had one catch. Chris Conley did not have a catch in this football game. So I'm not exactly sure why this Chiefs offense didn't utilize Tyree Kill more. I know they used Tyree Kill as a decoy at times, but there were moments where they could have used him more in the running game. They did that last week against the Colts but they didn't even bother to do that once with Tyreek Hill, and I was surprised by that. Your only running back, in in terms of whoever rushed the football, was Damian Williams. I was a little surprised we didn't see any of that in the first half. Nor in the second half either. Just looking as a whole, but I think if the Chiefs utilized their talent more, they, they probably would have played consistent football for four quarters. Just not the uh, not the way this Chiefs offense operates in that first half. That, uh, that's not what we are used to seeing. And they've done that a few times this year where they have a hot stretch, but then they go really quiet. We had these issues with Alex Smith in 2016. And that's not how we want to see an offense. Chiefs got away with it quite a lot, but eventually that's going to catch up to you. And we, see, we saw that in this football game. One half of football... Isn't going to win you games. 16 of 31 for Mahomes. 295 yards and three touchdowns. Was sacked four times though. uh, And did fumble uh, right before halftime. Very lucky uh, Mahomes recovered it because the Patriots probably would have had a 17-0 lead before halftime. Defensively, hey look, got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Some of these defensive players showed up. Uh, Reggie Ragland with an incredible play great awareness of of the fake and Tom Brady thought he had everyone fooled but Ragland right there swiping that uh, that play uh, from Tom Brady and took a knee in the end zone to prevent a touchdown Chiefs also forced a punt as well in the first half didn't let the Patriots do much a lot allowed a lot of yards but not a lot of points Daniel Sorensen big play for him. After that dramatic turn of events with Julian Edelman, which I think was the right call on him not touching the football. It looked like it uh, at first glance. A lot uh, by the way, I don't know what world we live in where on instant replay, 50% of Twitter says he touched it and 50% says he didn't touch it. I it's it's crazy to me that people can't see eye to eye on something. I thought I didn't think he touched it. I think it was very, very close, and I thought there was going to be a good sh- good chance that the referees would have said, hey, look, not enough evidence, the play stands. Instead, they were able to overturn it. They saw enough evidence that he didn't touch it, which I agree with that called the most, but again, it was very, very close. Could have gone either way, but I agreed with the ruling there. Funny enough, it was Brady throwing it to Edelman, and Edelman... Unable to hold on to the football, and Dan Sorensen comes away with a big interception and runs it back 24 yards, and the Chiefs score on that drive as well. Just a crazy turn of events in this football game. Turn into a, one of those boxing matches where, you know, the, 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 the combat sports fighters are just hitting each other back and forth nonstop. That's what the second half was. Patriots take the lead, then the Chiefs, then the Patriots, then the Chiefs force a tie, and Man, no one wanted to give up in this game. No offense wanted to give up. Patriots offense made more crucial mistakes with those two interceptions. Could have been a third. But we all know what happened there. Uh, It it was just brutal to watch. But man, this Chiefs team, the defense was on the field a lot. You look at time of possession in this football game, and let me pull that up real quickly. For the Chiefs, 20 minutes and 53 seconds, the Patriots... Forty-three minutes and fifty-nine seconds, so more than double of that. The Patriots had the footballs. was it was actually the case in the first half as well. And by the way, you look at the uh, Chiefs and the uh, the Patriots. The Patriots had forty total tackles on defense. The Chiefs ninety-nine tackles as a team. Dan Sorensen had fourteen. Anthony Hitchens had fourteen. Reggie Raglan had twelve. Kendall Fuller had ten. Three, or four Chiefs players, excuse me, in double digits in total tackles. One of them, uh, double digits in solo tackles, and that was Dan Sorensen, who, by the way, he and Anthony Hitchens, Anthony Hitchens, the worst rated uh, uh, inside linebacker by Pro Football Focus, they came away with a huge stop on fourth down to turn the football over and let the offense take over. This Chiefs football team, I, look defensively. There are a lot of great players on this defense. The pass rushers, we know about. We know about those guys: Justin Houston, D. Ford, Chris Jones, Allen Bailey. will we'll make some plays occasionally, but uh, secondary cornerbacks have been up and down this year for Kansas City. They allowed a lot of wide open passes on on, on the, against the Patriots, especially on third down. But man. Uh, Quarterbacks look good at times, and then there were times where they didn't look good. Eric Berry, look, if you grade Eric Berry, you give him an incomplete grade because he only played three games this year for the Chiefs. Two of them, he didn't play the the whole entire game. He was limited in those games. And then, obviously, this was his first full game this year. Dan Sorensen, again, Dan Sorensen, I, I still remember him his rookie year, I think in 2014, He had a really bad preseason, but the Chiefs saw something in him and they kept him And He's had some flashes. I think Dan Sorensen is a better safety, a better backup safety and comes in rotation. But he made some plays in this football game too. Now, we'll see what the Chiefs do. Eric Berry, the reports did come out that Eric Berry will uh, have uh, some exams. Uh, They'll take a look at his, his heel, but he's expected to have surgery the soft season. And man, have it as soon as possible because we need Eric Berry for a full 16-game season. We just do. We all saw what he did the last time he played a full season in 2016. And he uh, unanimously won the Derek Thomas Award, the, MV- the team MVP award. So we all know what this team is capable of with, a, with some good defensive players. And you have a lot of good players. I really hope Anthony Hitchens and, and Reggie Raglan are back. I know that sounds asinine to say. But I was excited for these two guys. I think under a better defensive coordinator, you'll see more success. You'll see better results. And that, of course, leads me to Bob Sutton. I mentioned the lack of effort going after Brady. No attempt at blitzing at all. It was a four-man rush all game long. It was your outside linebackers, Houston and Ford. You had Chris Jones. You had Alan Bailey. Occasionally, Xavier Williams. No one else may went after Brady in this game. Why? You know Brady's gonna have those quick passes to Gronk and Edelman. So take that away from him by blitzing. And the Chiefs didn't do that in this game. The Chiefs didn't challenge Tom Brady in the pocket. That's why he had so much time to throw. That's why he didn't get sacked in this game. The Patriots, on the other hand, they actually went after Patrick Mahomes. Kyle Van Noy, the outside linebacker, had two sacks in this game. Why? Because they actually didn't rely just on their front defense on that 4-3. They sent an extra guy there occasionally. The Chiefs didn't do that in this game defensively. How do you slow down Patrick Mahomes? Well, at least in the first half you did. In that Patriots defense, they did enough in the first half to at least... Slow down the Chiefs and not lose this football game. This Patriots defense did its job. Bob Sutton should have had a similar defensive game plan, but he didn't. And that's what hurt the Chiefs in this football game. One big reason why the Chiefs lost. 13 of 19 on 3rd down, 3 for 3 in overtime. All of the 3rd down conversions in overtime for the Patriots were 3rd and 10. Why is it that you're able to shut them down on first down and second down but on third down you just collapse. What happens to this defense? What is Bob Sutton calling? And I've I said this on the Facebook live video and I said this on the podcast last year and I'm going to say it right now. I understand that unless the uh, unless in, in an NFL team, the owner is also the general manager. That's the case for a couple of teams. But for the most part, owners don't uh, they don't get involved much. They're involved with hirings for the general manager and the head coach. And then when it comes to some dramatic events, such as the Larry Johnson events back in 2008. Uh, I'm trying to think of a couple others we've had since then. I can't think of a whole lot more until this past offseason with Marcus Peters. A lot of people feel like Clark Hunt had a hand in there, although Andy Reid tried denying that. And then this year, of course, with Kareem Hunt and the incidents, uh, well, the one incident that uh, that surfaced that Clark Hunt got involved with. But if I'm Clark Hunt, man, I'm doing something. I said this last year, but I'll say it again. If I'm Clark Hunt, I talk to Andy Reid, I say, look, I get that this is your boy here. I get Bob Sutton, you guys are BFFs, but... Your BFF isn't letting you get that ring that you have never won in your life. I mean, you got to be brutally honest with Andy Reid at this point. You just have to. This Chiefs team probably loses fewer games. And probably advances to a Super Bowl if they have an average defense. Not a great defense. An average defense. A defense that's not allowing... Julian Edelman to get wide open every single time. By the way, there was a play, uh, I think it was in the first half, Tom Brady had two open players to his right, and said he threw it to somebody else to his left, who was wide open. Why were three players wide open for the Patriots? Why? I mean, Bob Sutton, yeah, that's why, but why? Because there are a lot of bad defenses out there, folks, there really are. But they don't allow open players on a consistent basis like the Chiefs do. They just don't. And I think you've got to make that decision. You can't sit here and tell me that this Chiefs team, which has been bad all year long on defense, is going to retain its defensive coordinator. I get it. You are one overtime period away from an AFC championship or Super Bowl, excuse me, but that doesn't mean your defensive coordinator's job is secure. I know last week we were praising Bob Sutton, and and rightfully so. The defense had an amazing game. A game we were waiting for that defense to show up. But every once in a while, a bad team or a bad unit has its days. And that was the case for the Chiefs last week on defense. When your offense is ranked first in points, third best scoring output in NFL history, by the way, And first in total offense, third in passing, 16th running the football, although I will say I still think the Chiefs are a better rushing football team than the stats show. I mean, the offense is great, but the defense, 31st in total defense, 31st against the pass, second worst in total defense and against the pass, 27th against the run, 24th in points allowed. You're going to tell me you're going to retain this defensive coordinator? And again the Patriots only 14 points in the first half. Sure they allowed 37 total but the Patriots are going to score. I'm not criticizing Bob Sutton because the Patriots scored 37 points. I'm criticizing Bob Sutton right now and calling for his job because the Patriots went 13 of 19 on third down and they were consistently open play. If if Patriots players were covered well and Brady just somehow magically connected to their players Then you just simply say, hey, look, you got beat on this. You had great coverage, your quarterbacks just got beat. And then we talk about personnel. Personnel still needs improvement here, don't get me wrong, but number one priority, change the damn defensive coordinator. I appreciate what Bob Sutton did last week and over the years when the Chiefs defense was good, but there's a reason why the Chiefs have lost two offensive coordinators to head coaching gigs and possibly a third either this year or next year and... They've had the same defensive coordinator for a while. There's a reason for that, folks. There's a reason for that. The Chiefs have to make a change with Bob Sutton, and I think Clark Hunt needs to speak up on this with with Andy Reid. you got to find a new defensive coordinator that will correctly use Ragland and Hitchens. I'm just going to say it right now. If the Chiefs can make that change at defensive coordinator, they're going to have a better team defensively In 2019. Better than a 31st ranked defense. That's for damn sure. It's tough, man. Uh, You were in overtime with the New England Patriots. And when I saw it on Facebook at halftime, a lot of people said, great season, we'll see you next year. Uh, The Chiefs still fought. I wrote them off when there was... A little more than 30 seconds left. And they forced uh, overtime with a field goal. This Chiefs team never gave up. And it's unfortunate. I I think the Chiefs are going to win a championship under Mahomes and Reed. They're going to. It's just unfortunate because... That right there was an opportunity to do so. Against the GOAT, essentially. But... You know what, man? It just wasn't meant to be. There were some things the Chiefs were able to to do this year that they haven't done in years past, of course. Getting the number one seed. Getting a home playoff win. And, of course, everyone knows about the magical season Mahomes has had. So, at the end of the day, this is not a failed season. Very, very disappointing, heartbreaking ending. But that doesn't mean it was a failed season. There were, there are were so many things Chiefs fans should feel great about right now. It's going to sting, maybe forever, because there were talks about Brady and Gronk retiring. And I don't know how much of that would have been true if they lost this game. But there there was that potential for an amazing storyline to say, hey look, this Chiefs team dethroned Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Gronk in the AFC Championship game, and they're representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Not the Pats. That would have been a great storyline. But you know what? Uh, it just wasn't meant to be. Just wasn't. Not in the cards. This year for the Chiefs. And that's heartbreaking. It sucks. But that's what happens in sports, man. It's sports for me to break your heart. And also make you enjoy the moment. What was a hell of a season for the Chiefs? It really was. We'll talk more about that. On Friday's episode, we'll recap the season, we'll talk about any news the Chiefs had uh, in their off-season wrap-up this week, of course, and we know the Chiefs, will, unfortunately, they will be going to a bowl game, just not the Super Bowl, they will uh, have some players in the Pro Bowl, they may have Chris Jones there uh, as an alternate, maybe a couple of other alternates, so we'll see, we'll we'll hear about that as uh, the week goes on. I know probably not something a lot of you guys care about, but... Like I said, in the spirit of this podcast, we'll still uh, touch on those things uh, as uh, as the week goes on. Once again, uh, I got to thank you guys. This podcast is not possible without you guys. I don't know how many of you guys know this. Some of you guys have been listening for a long time. Some of you guys may be just listening this year for the first time. I started this podcast when I was 16 years old and... I did some stuff in the media. You guys know about this. Some of you guys listened or read my stuff, and all these media outlets that I've been a part of. And I did open up a couple of weeks ago as to why I'm not in sports media anymore. And I'm—I mentioned I'm happier where I am now, and I really enjoy doing this podcast. I really do. And again, there are going to be some changes coming to the podcast. Good changes. Uh, we'll continue to make improvements along... Uh, someone, uh, A couple of you guys actually mentioned to me uh, when we have guest interviews, the audio is not consistent and we tried to change that for the Charles Goldman interview. So I appreciate it when you guys get tell me those things because I don't always get a chance to, to listen back to the podcast. I don't. Uh, so I appreciate when you guys tell me. I, I, again, I, I got sidetracked there. I, I mentioned I was 16 years old when I started this. The podcast blew up and uh, we, we were on message boards back then and, and, and eventually... We had uh, the social media pages, and we've been interacting on there, and it's been awesome. It really has been. And like I said, more than 1,000 new likes on our Facebook page. One million page reaches on our Facebook page. A lot of interaction on Twitter as well. You guys have been messaging me, emailing me, and a lot of downloads as the season went on. Uh, lots of new listeners, and again, for those of you who are listening, I hope you appreciate this podcast and enjoy all the social media interaction for what it is. And like I promised, we will continue that in the off season, which starts now, of course. So, really big thank you to all of you guys who have been a part of that, because this podcast is not possible without you guys. And we're going to continue to do it into the off season and on to 2019. Crappy ending, but that's how it works sometimes, and you're one overtime period away from a Super Bowl. What adjustments are the Chiefs going to make to improve and get to the Super Bowl next year? Bring that Lamar Hunt trophy back home. What's going to happen? We'll talk more about that on Friday, and also we'll talk more about that in episodes next week, as well leading up to the Super Bowl. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. Share the podcast links as well. You guys have been doing that. That's been evident, of course, with how the, what the, the podcast hits have been. So thank you guys. Please, please, please continue to, to do that. Please continue tuning in. We're going to continue the talk. Not going to stop just because the season's over for the Chiefs. And like I said, we're going to continue on social media as well. Facebook.com slash That is the Facebook page. Give it a like. Follow me on Facebook. Thank you all f- for those who joined for the Facebook Live videos. We're not going to do one anytime soon unless there's breaking news. And if I can get a chance to do a live video right away, uh, we may not have one until free agency or the draft. So it'll be a while. Uh, but again, we'll have all the commentary still on Facebook. So please join us for that. Also, follow me on Twitter at farzine 21 and my email, farzine at farzinevasugian.com. Hell of a ride, man. Not, no need to feel horrible about the way the season ended. You played it against the, the best team the NFL's had the past 18 years, and they've been hard to stop. Very few teams have been able to do that. But the Chiefs' time will come, folks. Trust me, it will. And for a lot of you guys like myself... You're going to see you're going to see that time come for the Chiefs. Some of us ha- most of us haven't seen a Super Bowl appearance. It's been 49 years and hopefully we can celebrate that 50 year Super Bowl anniversary by winning another Super Bowl. That would be great. My name is Farzing Basugi and thank you all for being a part of this podcast. Appreciate all of you guys. Subscribe Share it with your friends. Spread the word. We'll keep talking on social media. Till then, signing off, closing up the season. We'll talk to you guys on Friday.